Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you on a Sunday night. If you want to get in, 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. Next Sunday, Selection Sunday. Uh, very exciting. Um, and I guess, yeah, I'll be on the air during Selection Sunday. I'm on next four, next Sunday, 4 to 7. I'll be doing the overnight show the next two nights. I'm excited to do that. I, I haven't done an overnight in a while. I enjoy, I enjoy working the overnight show. You know what else is next Sunday, Tom? What's next Sunday? Oh, the Oscars. The Oscars. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Bringing the show full circle, Nick. Um, I, yeah, I screwed up at the beginning of the show and... Uh, I had uh, you know said the Oscars were tonight, but they weren't. But I'll I'll do a full Oscar show or something next Sunday. Um, that was all. That that was one of the more fun shows um, a few years ago when our buddy Tim Kelly used to be a producer here. We did a whole like Oscars preview uh, one time, and you know it was fun. Neither of us know anything about movies, but you know we did the best we could. So do you do you enjoy going to the movies or no? Do you enjoy just watching it as a you know? I'm not really a big, yeah, I'm not really a big go to the movies guy. Really? I uh, Now, this might seem kind of like antisocial, I guess. Yeah. I like going to the movies alone. Is that, is, that a weird, is that a weirdo movie? No, it's not. Really, it's not, because I've heard that that is quite enjoyable. Yeah, I, I would go, like, like, when I lived in the city. I don't live in the city anymore. I live in the suburbs now. You know, you have kids, you got to move out and get some space. But, uh... Yeah, I used to go down to the the um, theater down on Columbus Boulevard, um, and you know check out movies by myself there during the day when I had days off. So there you go. It was fun. Nice. You Are you a big popcorn soda guy, or do you go more like the candy route? Uh, yeah, I'll probably yeah I'll get more candy. Really? Uh, yeah, I'll I'll go candy. Oh man, I enjoy mo- movie theater popcorn. You like movie theater? Popcorn. I love movie theater popcorn. Okay. The thing is, I, I'm not I'm not buying. I'm I'm sneaking stuff in illegally. Oh the yeah. Yeah, because they, they charge, and I haven't gone to the movies like since the pandemic. Yeah, so we're talking about a while back here. I think the last movie I saw in the movie theaters, maybe maybe like one of the Avengers movies. Wow, it's been a long time. Yeah, um, but yeah, they they gouge you at the at the register for candy. Movie. Yes, for popcorn, I don't know because you get that free refill at some uh, theaters now. You get a free refill now if you buy a large. Well, they call well they charge you for like three. So yeah. you better get a free refill. have a uh, a gripe with something that happened to me yesterday as I mentioned earlier it's my son's birthday I was picking up his birthday cake 
and uh, I need to, I have a couple couple complaints that I need to get out of my system here. So we'll do that in the next segment. 215-592-494. Things we're talking about, though. Sixers, big win last night against the Bucks. I mean, how do you view that moving forward? Do you think it, it – does it make you believe that they can compete with the Bucks or beat the Bucks or beat the Celtics in a seven-game series? I don't because this is what the Sixers are. They can do it on one night. They can do it every now and then. They can't do it every night. Like James Harden I, ha, still has that in him once in a while. But is he going to be able to do that in the course of a playoff series for 40 to 45 minutes when, you know, he's tired and and this team has no depth? I don't believe he will be able to. Hope I'm wrong, uh, but I don't see it. Um, And I thought last night, that game to me reminded me of game four against Miami last year. Because I remember that, that night against Miami, I was on the air during the game, and... You know, it felt like, okay, well, this is James Harden. Like, he's back. Sixers are in the series now. They got a little legitimate shot. Got to win to a three. Did it that one night. Had nothing left the rest of the series. Had the bad game five and had the, the pitiful game six where he just checked out. I don't think he's going to be able to do that when you need to, you know, string together, what, two extra months of basketball. Uh, it's just going to be too difficult. And this team, forget about the past failures. Forget about all that intangible stuff. In the end, what it comes down to with the Sixers is roster construction. They do not have a deep enough roster to compete with Boston or Milwaukee. Boston's a team, they can go 10 deep. Milwaukee can go 10 deep. Sixers have six, maybe seven, at most eight playable playoff players. And that means you're talking about Embiid, Harden, Maxi, all these guys playing like 40-plus 40, 40 minutes a night. I don't see that holding up over the course of a postseason run. Uh, so if you want to get on that, you're welcome to. Talk about the Eagles um, and, you know, them losing a lot of coaches on the defensive side of the ball. I think it's a real issue. I mean, you, regardless of what you thought about Gannon, you have to overhaul the entire staff now. Like, this is the problem. It's not as easy as just going out, you plug in a new coordinator, and you have that whole infrastructure in place. You're overhauling the entire staff. That's going to have a negative effect. It is. And you're going to have a bunch of new players. That continuity is gone. you got to rebuild a defense. And this is what plagued Doug Peterson. This is why the Doug Peterson era, why the Doug Peterson tenure started to fall off. They didn't replace those coaches adequately. Nick Sirianni, this is a big test for him. Can he do that on the defensive side of the ball? Uh, Jalen Hurts, do you think this contract needs to get done this offseason? I do. And also, I, I want to get more athletic families this hour. We are talking about it a little bit earlier. Um, if you're an MMA fan, John Jones returns last night after three years away, uh, questions about would he be the same guy, uh, you know, consensus all time. Great. Never lost except for one weird disqualification loss comes back last night and just submits a guy two minutes. Doesn't even get punched. And, uh, you know, his brothers, Chandler Jones, Arthur Jones, NFL, uh, tremendous players. So I want athletic families from you as well. Two one five five nine two. 9494. The one team we haven't talked about yet tonight, we'll get to in a second. That's the Flyers. Yes, the Flyers. We will talk about them uh, in a moment here. First, let's go to Self in North Philly. What's up, Self? What's going on, man? How you doing? Um, I'm good. How about yourself? Good. Good, good. Um, I, I just got to get some things off my chest. First off, I got to I gotta disagree with you a bit with the Sixers thing. Um, Embiid is the problem. And I don't know why people can't see that. How long has he been with us and what has we won? He is 
what I call an overgrown Iverson. Like, he has that same game with him. He can score, but that's all he can do, right? And to Herb's point, he is, he do need to uh, get stronger. He's soft. He's sloppy. He's clumsy. If you ever watch him play, he's always flopping on the floor. He, he out with an injury for his foot. He out with an injury to his nail. He's just a soft dude, man. Like, he is the problem. We're not going to win with him. Self, we're not going to win the big game with him, and we're not going to get nobody of caliber like a KD to come here and play. Self, it's so, not going to happen. Uh, but, so you watch Sixers every night, right? Like you, sound, like you probably watch a lot of basketball, right? I watch them, yeah. Okay. So you've watched this whole season, and your your real conclusion is that Joel's the problem with this team? See, that's the problem. I'm not looking at this season. I'm looking at since he's been here. Again, how long was Al here? How many points could Al put up? What, what championships have we won without? It's the same problem, dude. Like, one man can't do it. And I'm going to tell you something. I agree. The reason why the other players can't get it off like they want to is because of him. His, his little crybaby temper tantrum. I always say he is. he would be the product of if Iverson and Shaq could have a baby. He would be the product. You know what I mean? He's an overgrown crybaby, and he wants the ball. All he wants to do is score. You know what I'm well, saying? I don't need my seven-two center shooting three-pointers. So, I need you under the board. This this is the modern day NBA, man. And he plays Listen. under the he plays under the basket a lot. Like you, you're not going to have a guy in today's NBA playing under the basket every single play. It's just not going to happen. Well, I mean, maybe not. But y'all say the same thing about football. It's a new game, and, and no, it ain't. The game don't change, man. The players may change. The players may play, change their role on how they play the game, but the game don't change. It's still going to be a hoop. still going to be a ball. You're still going to run north and south or east and west, however you want to direct it. You know what I mean? So the game don't change. How they play the game might change. You know what I mean? But that don't mean they playing it right. That just means they – like, for instance, he would never be able to play with Olajuwon with, with, with some of those Doc Dawkins, Malone. He could never play with them, dude. He's too soft. He's a Mr. Softy, and it's for the Eagles, right? I'm hoping that is it don't come to this. But if Darius Slay stays here, it may be some locker room controversy. Just because the Eagles kept the co- the, the coach that works with Jalen and Darius Slay, I mean, uh, yeah, he spoke out and 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 vouched for uh, the cornerback coach, and they they part ways now. So if, if Slay stays, I'm hoping that don't divide the locker room now. Because that is kind of a slap in the face, man. You're going to keep him, but you're going to get – and then you're going to give a bonus to a special teams coach that sucked tremendously. Like that – this season going to be horrible, man. I just see it. Self, I, I hear you, man. I appreciate the call. I disagree with a lot of what you said there. Like as far as Denard Wilson not getting the job – I don't fault the Eagles for hiring the guy who they think is the best guy for the job. That's what they should do. You know, I do think it creates some dynamics they're going to have to navigate now. Like, and, and again, like this is why, honestly, I had a problem with Slay and Gardner-Johnson coming out and advocating for Denard Wilson publicly. Like, I, I didn't think they needed to do that. I thought, like, they can advocate for him behind closed doors. Those guys can get in touch with Howie Rose whenever they want. Call Howie up. Call Nick Sirianni up. You know, and say, you know, give your support for Denard Wilson. You could do it that way. They never should have gone public with that, with, with with endorsing a certain coach. The Eagles' job 
is not to please their players, okay? Like, the Eagles' job as an organization is to hire the man they think is right for the job. They thought Sean Desai was the right coach. I have no problem with that. Now, they do need to, you know, navigate the issues that follow. Like, Denard Wilson leaves. Now you need to rebuild a coaching staff. I'm sure that's something that they had taken into account. But I don't think that means you need to get rid of Darius Slay or get rid of C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Like, I said the other night, I'd be wary of signing Gardner-Johnson for other reasons. You know, I didn't like the way Gardner-Johnson came out and just threw Jonathan Gannon under the bus the other day for, I mean, no reason. A guy who just helped you put you in a position to cash this offseason. I thought that was pretty classless, considering New Orleans had just got rid of Gardner-Johnson uh, for a fifth and a seventh because they basically said, you know, this guy's too big a problem. We we don't even want him here uh, on one year left on his deal. Even if you're not going to re-sign him, C.J. Gardner-Johnson has more value to you, you'd think, than a fifth and a seventh-round draft pick. So I'd be worried about it in that reason, but I don't think you need to get rid of those guys because they advocated for a coach who didn't get the job. The Brian Johnson situation on the other side, that's different. Like, yeah, did Jay, he did Jalen's relationship with him factor in? I'm sure it did. Jalen's the quarterback. And also, Brian Johnson is a guy who we know was very well qualified for that job. And if he didn't get the Eagles job, there was a lot of, you know, reports going around that he's going to get an OC job elsewhere. So I do think they are very different situations, the Denard Wilson one and the Brian Johnson one. As for Embiid, and hey man, I have been critical of Joel Embiid in the past. And I think there have been maturity issues with Joel and you know, in some instances, toughness issues with Joel. I think his body language at times is really bad. And I think he, in a lot of ways, isn't mindful enough of the way his body language kind of permeates throughout the rest of the team. Like, last year against Miami, I'm sure the face was hurting him, and I commend him for coming back and playing, but... The way he was moping around that series in Game 5 and Game 6 was was a really bad look, and that has an effect on the team. We know this team goes as Joel goes, and I do think there are things that he needs to clean up in that regard. But to say Joel Embiid is, is soft and you'll never win with him and he's the problem, that's just ridiculous. Like, Joel Embiid is not the problem with this team. If you have any part of the solution on this roster, it is Joel Embiid, does he need to correct some things? Sure. But Joel Embiid's not the problem. And I, I think we all who watch the Sixers consistently, uh, I think we all know that. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. But I did need to touch on the Flyers, and I know I don't talk a lot of Flyers hockey often. But this week for the Flyers, I, I honestly... I don't know if I can remember a lower week in my lifetime like paying attention to this team. Like This was pretty bad. They've had bad seasons. But the embarrassment of this week as they play the Rangers and the Rangers come into the Wells Fargo Center and just take over the building. I've never seen that happen in a Flyers game before. And that was eye-opening. And then the trade deadline passes and the Flyers make no deals um, except for one very minor move as they are, you know, looking to kind of rebuild this thing and 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 put themselves in a good position moving forward, here was the general manager, uh, Chuck Fletcher, talking about uh, the trade deadline philosophy and what ended up happening uh, this weekend. 
there's, there's no question we've been trying to, to be a competitive team. Uh, we've been trying to, to be a team in particular two years ago, going back to the summer 21, trying to be a team to maximize the last year of Sheru on his contract, um, you know, to be a team that could compete and make a playoff spot. And, and, and clearly, you know, I haven't done that. I haven't done that job. Uh, there's no doubt we've had last year we had a couple devastating injuries absolutely with Couturier and Ellis and, and even Hazy this year with Couturier and Atkins it's been very difficult but that's not the only reason we need more talent and that's on me so I, I get it and, and uh, but you know this is you know last summer I think we were a little tepid we didn't uh, want to do be overly aggressive I guess in pursuit of talent because we did have some concerns about Couturier in particular and the Farabee had been hurt and we didn't know what we exactly were going to have going into the year. So we put some kids on the team. We gave them that opportunity. And as we go forward, we recognize we have to get more talent. And we are going to build it. And, you know, in, ter in terms of I'm, I'm not worried about my job. Whatever happens with me will happen with me. That's up to Dave Scott. But everything I do is about doing what's right for the Philadelphia Flyers and, and not taking shortcuts. And, and that's in part why we didn't make any more deals today. The deals that were presented to me were not good deals for the Philadelphia Flyers. And uh, last summer being more aggressive was not going to be good for the Philadelphia Flyers. Maybe in the short run it, it makes me look better, or but we don't want Band-Aids anymore. We want to build this the right way, and, and we're committed to doing it. And that's Those are my words. My actions will have to back it up, but, but we're committed to doing it. And, you know, I, I, I guess I understand Chuck Fletcher's general philosophy there of looking at the long-term rebuild, but I don't really understand it because James Van Bream's like, and that's the one that people are kind of zeroing in on because free agent at the end of the season, you wouldn't think this is a guy they're going to resign. Why wouldn't you trade him? Like you'd imagine you'd be able to get something for him. Why you wouldn't trade him doesn't seem to make, you know, a, a lot of sense to me for a team that's in a rebuild phase. And I mean, Chuck Fletcher just, generally, uh, seems overmatched. The ownership is terrible. And it's an embarrassment. And I don't really I don't really know who to blame here. And if you want to get into 1-5-5-9-2-9-4-9-4-2, 1-5-5-9-2-9-4-9-4. And Nick, I'm going to need your help a little bit here. Because, you know, you, at this point, I think, are a, you're a big fan. Yes. Okay. Well, I wanted to throw this out there. And I, I want to know Flyers fans, and I know Flyers fans probably won't agree but in some ways I think the fans have enabled this a little bit like I think over the years the fan base have kind of made this to do these kind of things for years like they should have been rebuilding years ago as I say it like and for years whenever the idea of should they trade Claude Giroux came up fans would say no like how can you possibly trade him he's one of the best players in the league you can't move on from him like it, it in some ways, I think the fans are, are a part of this thing here. And even in, during the offseason, like talking to Flyers fans, and I feel like they're easily sold on things. Like John Tortorella gets hired, and fans got really excited about it. Hey, Mel, Bry here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy! Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! 
but my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. What does the John Tortorella hire actually do? What, just because, you know, he's a colorful personality, he's going to fire people up, that doesn't mean it's a it's a good hire. Yeah. And I, I think in some ways, you know, the fans have enabled the organization to do the things that they've done. So I agree with you and I disagree with you for multitude of reasons. But the one thing I will say about hiring towards here is because I felt like this team under Elaine Vigneault, as did the fans, feel like this team was becoming what most people would call accustomed to being the mediocre middle-of-the-pack hockey team. And that's not what we needed. We wanted that to, to, to make us angry, to drive us to be better. And, Tom, this is something that is personally because I enjoy going to Flyers games. I enjoy, I enjoy spending my money to go to a Flyers game. But as of late, I haven't. The problem I have with this team is there is no path, there is no plan, and they're just a disaster. They have people from the 1974 and 75 Stanley Cup championship team running this team. Bill Barber and Bobby Clark run this team. They are assistants to the president of the Flyers. They think bringing in players who are bruisers and are going to fight. The Flyers lead the league in fights. That's great. Does that get you a Stanley Cup in 2023? No, it doesn't. No, but again, like this is what, what frustrated me, though, because, you know, during the offseason, I heard Flyers fans saying, well, at least, you know, they'll, they'll, with Tortorella, they'll be tough and they'll fight. It's like, that's not what they need. And I, I know the fans aren't making decisions, and fans aren't the, culp- aren't the main culprits here. But, and what I uh, least like now is that Flyers fans, for once, seem to be holding the organization accountable because it's not something Flyers fans typically do. Like, I think they get easily sold on things. I think they get easily sold on on a direction and the plans that the front office, whichever front office is in power at the time, has. 
But I'm glad they're finally stepping up and, and, and doing something now because, like, there's a reason why, you know, the Eagles change. Like, the Eagles are held accountable all the time. Whether it's right or wrong, the Eagles are always held accountable. You know, the Phillies, John Middle, there's a reason why John Middleton goes out and spends all the money. Does he want to win? Yes. But John Middleton also knows if he doesn't spend this money, he will be crushed by the fan base. And I think at least now Flyers fans are doing something. I think they've been silent for too long, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Tom, Tom, is this worse than the Chip Kelly era? The back end of the Chip Kelly era with the Eagles, the disaster that was. Oh, is this is this worse than that? Well, yeah, because it is because there's a difference between just being bad and being irrelevant. Like, yeah. there's a difference between being bad yeah. and being irrelevant. And, and the, the Flyers have become irrelevant in this town. It, yes, it's sad, but it's true. In a major East Coast city in America that cares about hockey as much as the city of Philadelphia does, and this is the product you were going to put for put on the ice for your fans to watch. That is ridiculous. It's horrible. Yeah, that's great. You lead the league in fights. And I know I keep on saying that, but in today's hockey, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter nearly as much as it did even, even 10, 15 years ago. It does not matter. You had an opportunity to bring in somebody like Johnny Goudreau. You never found out the whole story about that. He just, he just openly admitted the Flyers never even reached out. Yeah. And a local kid who admitted he wanted to play here. Yeah. He wanted to play here, and you had no face of your franchise at the time. You just shipped away Claude Drew for your crossing your fingers, Owen Tippett. Hopefully, ho- hopefully Fletcher didn't screw up that trade. You yeah. had the opportunity to bring in somebody like him, and you didn't, and it is a joke. They're a joke of a franchise, and they will be the same until something major Major happens. Well, there you go. Well, well said, Nick. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Flyers fans, Nick Capola, he's he's ticked off. I mean, he should be too. And that was a, that was a great rant. I appreciated that. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, when we get back, it looks like Darius Slay is at it again on Twitter. This time commenting on a coach who's being rumored to join the Eagle staff. We'll fill you in on all this coming up next. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you for another couple of segments here before we turn things over to Paul Jolovitz. He's on from 11 to 2 tonight. And Jolly sadly informed me during the break, I am not authorized to give out Jolly points tonight. So uh, no Jolly points to the winner of our uh, of our contest. You can get TK points. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. But uh, one of the things we're talking about tonight is the Eagles coaching staff and all the changes that are going to be made on the defensive side here. And one of the more interesting reports that came out uh, on Sunday from um, a, a, a New England Patriots beat writer was that Matt Patricia has been uh, – linked to potentially joining Sean Desai's staff with the Eagles. Now, uh, an account, uh, ML Football, uh, an account with 43,000 followers tweeted out uh, basically about Darius Slay and the way things the way things fell out between he and Patricia in Detroit um, and basically saying how Patricia told Slay that he wasn't in the league corner. And uh, Charles Woodson, former, obviously, NFL great, uh, one of the best cornerbacks of all time, uh, tweets out, 
Uh, the player is going to play doesn't mean he has to like him. Basically, this 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 site uh, insinuating that Slay might not play if Matt Patricia uh, was hired by the Eagles. Charles Woodson says it's a non-issue. The player is going to play regardless. Quandre Diggs used to play on that defense in Detroit. Says to Charles Woodson, "OG, I love you, but this situation is totally different." And Darius Slay quote tweets that and says a lot different. So what is Darius Slay? What is Darius Slay getting at here? And again, this is where this is where social media just just drives you out of your mind. It, it just drives you out of your mind. And this is where players need to be smart in, in terms of, of of how they're going about things here. What is Darius Slay's angle here? Like, if Matt Patricia gets hired by the Eagles, and again, I am not saying that the Eagles should hire Matt Patricia. I wouldn't hire him. I don't think he's a very good coach. And I think, you know, the fact that he doesn't get along with his players is a massive red flag. But there's nothing to be gained by Darius Slay tweeting about this. Like, this is a rumor. This is not something that, to my knowledge, and and I'd assume if this was a done deal, it would be something that it was out there. What is Darius Slate doing on a Sunday night at 10.30 tweeting about this? Like, what is there to be gained from it? What are you going to do? Like, if the Eagles were to hire Matt Patricia, let's play this out here. If the Eagles were to hire Matt Patricia, what is Darius Slate going to do? Is he going to demand to be traded? Is he not going to play? Like, what is the end goal here? And I just don't understand what he feels like he's getting out of this to tweet about it. And it's something that frustrates me about Slay. It frustrated me the other day about Gardner Johnson with Jonathan Gannon, but why is he is he feeding into this? Why is he doing this? And this is an, another reason. Again, like it comes down to how guys play on the field, no doubt about it. But this is why I, I so prefer James Bradbury to Darius Slay because you know what James Bradbury does? You don't hear from him off the field. He just goes in there. He does his job. He's a great corner, and he plays his game. With Darius Slay, there's always this extra nonsense. Like, why are you tweeting about a Matt Patricia rumor that, at this point, we don't know is true, about him potentially joining the Eagles staff? Is he trying to persuade the Eagles from not hiring this guy? Like, go, if you really feel this strongly about it, pick up the phone and call Howie Rosen. Call Nick Sirianni. Call somebody. Don't be making this public on social media it's just really frustrating. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494 is how you join the show. But I, I just don't know what Darius Slay thinks is to be gained uh, by tweeting out about this room. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Um, but before we get out of here, I did want to uh, bring something up yesterday, the, a gripe that I have that, that kind of bothered me Um during my my pre-birthday party festivities. As I said yesterday, I'm out um, uh, picking up things for my son's second birthday. We had his party yesterday. Very nice day. But I don't need to get your take on this too, Nick. But I'm out picking up his cake. And we're at a bakery. It's a pretty popular bakery. It's kind of packed in there. And, you know, I, I, I always hate being behind this person in line. Because, like, th- there's a line out the door to this place. And if you know the situation, like it's a windy day, people are waiting outside, just go up and get your thing and move on, right? Like you're at a bakery. So this lady's up picking up, you know, she's picking up a cake or something. And then, you know, she's asked, uh, is there anything else you need? 
She's like, can I do a few of these cupcakes? And that's like, oh, is that no. everything? No. Well, can I do a few of those cupcakes? And th- it takes like five minutes. This lady can't decide which cupcake she wants. Uh. And I'm behind her. And I'm just trying to pick up my <laughs> Koi Story cake with Woody, Buzz, Buzz, and Jesse and get the hell out of there. And it's like I'm stuck behind this lady who's just, you know, back and forth. Oh, I think I could get this. I could get this. I could get that. What do you recommend? What's good oh here? Gosh. It's like just move along. Like pick a cupcake. And move along. I felt like it was like a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Knowing you, you're too young for that show. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I love Curb. Curb, Seinfeld, all those things. I love them. Okay. Well, (laughs) am I in the right to be annoyed by this? Oh, yes. Or is this like a regular thing? I hate that stuff, Tom. I hate it. I I just can't, like, I I would hate to be that person. Oh, gosh. You can't do that. Which one do you recommend? Oh, I'm allergic to red six food dye. Like, that's great. I don't care. Move. Yeah. Get out of my way. Yeah. And it was uh, I, just uh, for 10 minutes, this lady, just going back. And then, you know, there's a song. Uh, I guess I think they were playing like Taylor Swift on the radio in there. And she's singing the song. And I'm oh, just like, no. this lady needs to get out of this store as quickly as oh, possible. Oh, my gosh. Before I yell at her. Because this is just driving me out of my mind. <laughs> I mean, people that, that, that hold up lines, just go up. Just oh, go up, get gosh. your thing, and get out. Go up, get your thing, and get out. You ordered something. You want to get a cupcake. You want to get a you know a, a sweet of some sort for yourself. Just get it, and move along. Ugh. But stop holding up the line. And, and there were like ten people deep waiting outside. It's a windy day yesterday. Have consideration for the people behind you. Oh no. Yeah. No. I I I would have been as angry as you, if not angry. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just you have every right in the world. Needed to get that out of my system. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, let's go to Mike and Marlton. What's up, Mike? Hey, how's it going? Good. What's up, man? Um, so I wanted to talk about the NFL draft. Uh, so I really hope that all the quarterbacks keep doing well uh, in the combine because that just is better for us having the 10th pick because I think if, like, at least four quarterbacks are taking top 10, then I, I really want to get an edge rusher, but a lot of people are talking corner. Like, what do you think about that? Uh, could you repeat that, Mike? Sorry. Just repeat oh, that. Oh, People are talking about getting a corner yeah. at top if they get 10. Yeah. But I'd much rather uh, wait for an uh, edge to drop. Do you think it's possible that we could get a nice edge rusher if uh, if a lot of quarterbacks are taken? Yeah, it's possible, uh, Mike. And I'd have to look at the draft board closer. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't really uh, evaluated it fully yet with, you know, what positions are available. But I'll, I'll say this. Unless my strategy at 10 – and I think Howie will take a similar one here. Unless there's a player that I absolutely love, I'm trading down. Like, I, I want the Eagles to continue to have draft picks stocked up for the future. I want them to continue to be able to have that kind of flexibility down the line. So unless there's a player, and, and again, it's got to be at a premium position, edge rusher, corner, uh, or offensive lineman uh, that I absolutely love, if there's not one of those guys there, I'm probably trading down. Yeah, and the, and the other thing I was going to say is, like, if we trade down, it'd be good because I, I know you might be against it, but I think if we get late enough in the first round of a, of a pick, I think that we could take P. John Robinson. And I know it might be a stretch, but he is, he's got the upside of a generational uh, talent. If he falls that far, I really hope we could uh, grab him up. And I just wanted to say about the Darius Slay thing, he is such a phenomenal player, and it sucks that he just keeps running his mouth. But – at the same time, he can back it up, but 
but it's kind of annoying that he's like, you know, nitpicking about coaching. But I guess that's just the era that we're living in. I mean, I'm 23, and, you know, I'm not an athlete, but I just don't think that's the real appropriate thing to be doing, especially when you're in a position supposed to be a role model like that. And I just don't think it's like helping the team or the greater good. And, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. And enjoy the rest of your night. No, thanks, Mike. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I agree. I just think it's, it's, it's unprofessional. And there's nothing. There's just nothing to be gained from it. Like, if you have, you know, things you want to voice, whether that's expressing a vote of confidence for Denard Wilson, whether it's not wanting Matt Patricia to be hired, that's fine. You should voice your opinion. Take the management. Like, just go talk to Howie. Like, you're Darius Slay. You can get on the phone with Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni, probably Jeffrey Lurie. You can get on the phone with whoever you want in that organization whenever you want. That's a more efficient way of handling business than jumping on Twitter and tweeting out for everybody to see and it's frustrating and honestly like Darius Slay in my mind hasn't played well enough certainly toward the end of the year to really warrant any sort of special consideration like the guy didn't do much in the late course of the season here and I just don't see how that's an efficient way to go about it uh, to you know tweet and, and to make things public on social media uh, it's just going to get you into trouble. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. Time to squeeze in a few more calls if you want to join the show. Uh, and then we'll turn things over to Paul Jalovitz. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you on a Sunday night. One more segment here. Turn things over to Jolly in a few minutes. Paul Jalovitz coming up at 11. I'll be back in on the overnight uh, tomorrow night, Monday into Tuesday, and Tuesday into Wednesday. Excited to do the overnight show. I haven't done one in a while. I haven't done an overnight leading up to the new morning show. So uh, we'll be in uh, for a couple overnight shifts this week, and that'll mean I'll have to resurrect my uh, Dave Uram segment. We'll have Uram on, uh, I guess, Wednesday morning. I still got to book him, but Uram's not doing anything. He'll be able to come on with me uh, for, for, for a segment. Um, and we'll always get into we always get into some interesting conversations. Have you ever met Dave Uram? Nick uh, works KYW. I have not. Okay, interesting fella. You should you should you should have a talk with him. A good guy in a, a very uh, didn't he used to work here. He did. Yeah, he did used to work. That's here. what I heard. Yeah, that, yeah. He and I were were rivals coming up in the producer ranks back. Really? Then. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, but uh, no, we're he's a good guy, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll we we have him on when we do the overnight shows, and he's an early to the news, so. Uh, we'll talk to you around this week. Uh, 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. Uh, talking about a number of different things tonight. But um, one of the interesting facets leading up to uh, NFL free agent, well, NFL free agency, which starts uh, in about 10 days here, um, is all the quarterbacks available. And it's going to be interesting how all this shakes out uh, because you got Derek Haru's out there. Aaron Rodgers, who I think is is imminently going to be traded, and it feels like when you look at at the quarterback carousel here, it feels like the Raiders are kind of the team who everybody's waiting on right now, and I've seen them linked to a ton of different people. I mean, I saw a couple of reports today that because of the Josh McDaniels connection, uh, they could be interested in Jimmy Garoppolo, that they could be interested in trading for Mac Jones. Uh, I don't think that would make a lot of sense from New England's side unless uh, they just think Mac Jones stinks. I think that's where Aaron Rodgers ends up. Like, it just seems to me pretty obvious 
that that's the most likely landing spot for Rodgers. They have Devontae Adams. You know, that seems like the spot where Rodgers is going to end up going. Uh, Washington, we'll see what they end up doing. I think Derek Carr is a guy in the mix. I'm not sure if Washington would end up uh, pulling the trigger on him. But we'll see where the Eagles end up going with a backup quarterback as well. And one name that I've heard mentioned by a few people regarding the Eagles and a possible backup quarterback is Marcus Mariota. I would not want Marcus Mariota. I don't think he can play. Um, I know he plays somewhat of a similar style to Jalen Hurts, but in a backup, I want a guy who would reasonably be able to stay healthy. Marcus Mariota is not a guy who's staying healthy. Uh, So I wouldn't be interested there, but we'll see what ends up happening with the backup quarterback market uh, as we move forward. And obviously, uh, that's not the top priority on the Eagles free agency list, uh, but something they're going to need to figure out at some point. Uh, But without further ado, we'll now turn things over to Paul Jalvitz. Jolly's coming up at 11 tonight. What's up, Paul? I haven't seen you in a while, man. In a while, buddy. Happy birthday to a little Tommy. Thank you on his behalf. Causing craziness out in the suburbs and uh, breaking things and destroying houses and ruining lives, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about ruining lives, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's growing up, Paul. Honestly, I mean, it feels like he's been around a lot longer than two years. Little kids are the salt of life, Tommy. Yeah. Good for you. I mean, to see a little kid with this totally innocent, has no idea what's going on, good, bad, or indifferent, running around, smiling, wailing away at everything. That's really what life's all about. Yep. So he, he's been he's been enjoying it and uh, uh, loved his birthday party. But uh, a lot going on, Paul. First off, I want to get you know your your takeaways from that Sixers Bucks game last night. What did you think really. of it? Nothing. I, they played well. I mean, I, I'm not Mr. Short Term Tom. We fans in general, anywhere, not just here. Not just fans, people are react to the short term like it means something in the long term. I'm not saying that doesn't exist because there might be instances where it does. And they played a great game. Harden was great. Great comeback, 48 points in the fourth quarter. Everything about last night was fantastic. What does it mean for the future? Absolutely nothing. It's just one out of 82. Let them do it 20 times. I mean, I'm not a believer in this team. I'm not a believer now. I enjoyed last night's game. I'm glad fans were happy watching it, but it doesn't mean anything more than that because I don't take – like Nick Castellanos rings a double off the ball first day of spring training, but he's back. Right. No, he hit a double off the wall the first day of spring training. He's hitting 150 the first week. He may be back. He may not be. I hope he is because I love the Phillies. But back to the long term, not the short term. Last night's game means – it could mean something if they keep doing it. But I don't think it's going to happen, so I'm, I think it's going to mean absolutely nothing. Yeah, and Paul, I mean, when I look at it, you know, it's it's just the depth. Like, they don't have a bench. Like, a guy like me. Three Niang, guys scored for them. What's that? Three guys scored. I mean, other right. than Maxie and Joel and James, that's not going to happen every game. It's just one of those situations that it, it happened. I mean, because they beat them one night on the road in Milwaukee and beat them in the winning streak doesn't mean they're going to beat them in the playoffs when, when the adjustments are night to night and – it gets into a half-court game. You're not going to be scoring 48 points in the fourth quarter of a playoff game, I'll tell you that. Yeah, and, and I mean, with the with the bench in the situation, it is like Harden and Embiid are going to need to play like 43 minutes a night in the playoffs. Well, you know I can't stand Harden. Nobody's ever going to win with James Harden. I don't care who they're playing with. It's not Joel Embiid or playing around Joel Embiid. It's everything. They don't have one element of their team that's a bona fide championship look. Embiid's close. I think you can win a championship with Joel Embiid but not with the stuff around him, and certainly with the supporting actor, you're not going to do anything with this team. Daryl Morey doesn't take – Harry Roseman, and he should for a lot of reasons, took 
a lot of flack for a lot of years. Darren Morey is, is just on easy street. Should have been fired day one, making a horrible trade for Harden, uh, doubling down on everything. Everybody had anything to do with Houston Rockets, who never won anything. Um, well, I actually thought he did a good job at first. Like, I thought, you know. What did he do right? Well, they I mean, draft Maxie. They get, you know, uh, Maxie, the Seth Curry trade. They get rid of the Horford contract. Like, I thought that stuff was pretty good. But ever since then, like, and you're right. I mean, in the end. The major moves were and not good. I was on board with the Harden move at the time. But not in great. retrospect, they should have probably made the deal with Sacramento. Of course they should have, which I said for months. I mean, I, 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 I'm sure they had plenty of other deals on the table. But uh, that's the deal I would have made, I guess. I don't know. I just don't like a guy who falls in love with people and, and sticks with them no matter what. And then this pay cut James Harden took, like we're supposed to have a telethon and kumbaya for James Harden who's going to scrape together $35 million a year and somehow eat and, 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 and find an apartment in Philadelphia. Come on, man. This stuff is all garbage. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, so, so that's frustrating. And then uh, would you make, I guess, uh, you're not worried about Zach Wheeler today, right? It's a spring training game, Tommy. Right. You get seven runs so what? I mean, are we actually that short-term oriented? Well, how we worried? Are you guys going to go out and, and, and his career is over because of a – come on. How concerned are you about Andrew Painter? I mean, Very concerned yeah. about Andrew Painter. When I hear a 19-year-old has elbow tenderness, I mean, I've been pumping this kid up. I saw him pitch last year. I mean, his stuff is absolutely electric. I think he's the greatest pitching prospect ever, ever for the Philadelphia Phillies. I mean, he's going to be the greatest pitcher. 19 years old, I mean, I'm, I can't wait to see him. So, yeah, I'm very worried about that. But Zach Wheeler having a bad day, maybe working on some stuff with a pitch clock, trying to – I couldn't be less worried about Zach. Did you actually get calls from people that said they were worried about Zach Wheeler? No, no. I mean, nobody's really concerned Good. about it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, seven runs, one, one and a third. I d- am not concerned about it. But Listen, Guys work on pitches. They're going to throw 28 curveballs in a row, just try to lock that in the zone no matter what people are hitting or not hitting. I don't know if that's what happened to him today or not. Whether he was working on something or not, but I couldn't. I would never, ever, 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 ever be worried about a pitcher doing anything where he didn't get hurt on March fourth or fifth, whatever today is. I would agree with you. So, what, what do you got coming up tonight, Paul? Talk about both those things and the Painter thing, especially. Jalen Hurts should not take a hometown discount. That's Howie Roseman's job. I know we have people here who think he should. I'm not one of them. Um, I agree. With it's you. not like Jalen Hurts is Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. These generationally wealthy guys who've had 17 contracts, and their 18th contract, they're willing to take a hometown discount because they see the end is near. I'm Jalen Hurts. I'm going after everything I can get and telling Howie, your job is to fit it all in. I'm not taking a penny less. And that's not being uh, being a jackass or mean or anything else like that. That's called looking out for yourself, which every person on this planet should do. Yeah, I totally agree. Yep. So uh, sounds good. Well, that's Paul Jolovitz. He's coming up for the next three hours from 11 to 2. Uh, stay tuned for Jolly. Uh, good seeing you, Paul. Good seeing um, you, TK, and happy yep. birthday, little guy, and, and your little daughters. Your little kiss from me too. All right, thanks. I will do. Sure. Will do, Paul. Uh, but thank you to Nick Capola for producing the show. Who? Stay tuned, Nick Capola, producer. I called him Randy. Okay. No, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> the, the staple Jolly joke. Oh yeah. Uh, that's Paul Jalvitz. He's coming up for the next three hours. I'll be back Monday into Tuesday uh, on the overnight. So I'll talk to you then. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. 
Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.